Welcome to the Watoto Church Podcast. Prepare your heart as we explore scripture and delve into the Word of God. From the southern part of Kampala in Tebelobo. I also bring you greetings from my household. Every one of them loves you as they're getting ready to go back to school today. But I'm more thrilled as well today to share God's word with you. If there's anything that excites my bones, it is God's word. I hope it does excite you as well. Sometimes I feel the word of God is, is shut up in my bones like fire, like Jeremiah said. That's how much it excites me. So let's dive into his word and let's pray. Father, thank you for the privilege, for the opportunity. And as we get into the pages of Scripture today, awesome God, reveal yourself to us. We are beyond, we are unable to understand your greatness. But give us a glimpse to who you are, even as I share. To your glory in Jesus' name. And everyone say, Amen. We, we are in a season to appreciate and explore the greatness of this awesome God. When we say God is awesome, we're really saying that his uncommon is like no other God. He's incomparably greater than anything or anyone that you would ever come across or any being that you'd ever manage to find out in your entire history of life. He is incomparably great. And last week we got to understand and explore the fact that in his nature, he is all powerful, independently all powerful. He is eternally all powerful. He's limitlessly all powerful. Today, I want us to explore another aspect of God's awesome nature. And the reason why I use explore, by the way, is because we can never fully understand him. So we simply explore and whatever he allows for us to glean from his word, we will run with that. It is good for us. And we want to explore the fact that our awesome God is the all-knowing God. You see, we live in a world today where there is lots of information. In fact, when you have more information or when you have studied a lot more, people seem to esteem you more. They seem to give you more honor. They give you the seats in high places. When, when you, when you even, even if you do not know, but attempt to show that you know, people follow you. Go look at the internet. All sorts of people who claim to know something are being followed. Why? Because humanity is searching for answers. Humanity is trying to find security in knowledge. It's trying to find answers to what happens tomorrow. What's my life all about? What's going on with me? Is there a purpose in life? Is there anything more to life than where we are today? There's so many questions that we are seeking for in life and there's so many answers that we can't find because human knowledge is limited. We don't have all the answers. And that is why today I want to take an opportunity to, to invite you to explore the scriptures with me to appreciate that our God is the all-awesome, all-knowing God. There's a portion, there's many scriptures, but Romans eleven thirty-three to 34 says, Oh, how rich the depth of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. In other words, they're impossible to be discerned. For who has known the mind of the Lord, who has been his counselor? Isaiah 40 puts it this way and says, For who has instructed the Lord? Who has directed the spirit of the Lord? Or as his counselor has taught him? With whom did he take counsel? And who instructed him and taught him in the path of justice? Who taught him knowledge and showed him the way of understanding? You see, the depth of the knowledge and of the wisdom of God are beyond human comprehension. 
They are limitless. It is boundless. It, is lim- it, is, it, it has no boundaries. You and I cannot fully comprehend how much God knows, how much God is wise. Because we are limited. He is limitless. We are finite. He's infinite. That is what happens. And so I want us to explore this. You see, the Greek word that we use for uh, all-knowing is the word omniscient, which simply is used to refer to God as the one who all sees, all knows, and is all wise. And so I want us to explore this aspect of God today so that you and I might be in awe and have jaw-dropping moments today of the greatness of our God. And so when we talk about God being all-knowing, this is what the Scriptures tell us. The very first thing you need to know today is that God sees everything. Let's begin from the beginning. God sees everything. Hebrews 4 and 13 puts it this way. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. I think sometimes we think that after God created the universe, he went on vacation. You know, the world is getting to the place where, there's, well, where they're automating almost everything. So we, we leave, the, 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 the houses are now being wired. At, the alarm goes at six, your cooker goes on, then your, your milk is removed from the fridge, it's put there, the coffee thing is now working. You, things are being, are being worked by remote now. Let me say this to you. God does not have a remote control. God is seeing. He's very actively involved in everyday life. You see, other gods are dumb, deaf, and blind. Our God is the living God who sees, who hears, who feels, who touches. That therefore means he sees everything. I love it when it says in Psalm 139, 11, it says, I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. For to you, the night shines as bright as the day. I mean, we will do all sorts of things in every dark place. We will have secrets between ourselves. We may even have secrets within ourselves. We alone. We will go under the table, pass an envelope. We will be under the blanket, cover ourselves. We will switch off all the lights so no one sees us. Here is what you need to know. God sees. There are cases that are unsolved today. No one knows the answer and people think they have walked scotch-free. Let me say this to you, God so. And the Bible says, everything is laid bare before him and we will give an account. God sees everything about you. He knows how many pieces of hair fell off last night. He knows that you have a wig on right now. Mm. Mm. He knows that you're struggling with holes in your socks. Mm. He even knows right now you're probably trying to calculate where am I getting transport home? Mm. See this, God sees everything. 
your thoughts, your motives, your actions, your attitude. God sees, God hears. There is nothing you can whisper that God does not hear. There is nothing you can do that God will not see. As part of his all-knowing nature, God sees everything. So here's the thing. If you know that God sees everything, how should you live your life? If you know that God sees everything and he will hold you accountable for everything, how do you live your life every day? How do you respond in all of this? I really love how Habakkuk responded in verse, in chapter 3 and 2. He says, Lord, I have heard of your fame. I stand in awe of you. You see, because God sees, we must come to the place where we choose to live a life that honors him. We must choose to live a life that reveres him. We must choose to live a life that pleases him in all things, at all times, wherever we are. We must choose to have thoughts that are worthy of him. That's why David prays in the Psalm 19, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be pleasing and acceptable to you and to your God. Why? Because I know you see my thoughts. I know you see my actions. I know you see all things. Therefore, Lord, help me to live in such a way that I may please you. Oh, but Pastor James, God knows this thing is very hard. So, you know, you know, you know, it's hard. So we, you know, you just give in a little, little. Let me say this to you. God sees when temptation is coming your way. And the Bible says he makes a way for you before the temptation shows up. And you have to make a decision to walk away from it. Mm -hmm. Your grace is enough. So you walk and sin. His grace is so enough for you not to sin. Why do you use his grace so enough to sin? <clears throat> Hallelujah. So revere him, worship him. God has said, I honor those who honor me. And those who dishonor me, I will treat them with contempt. Let's honor God. He's watching. He's seeing. And, and let me just throw this in here. There's a, a word that I've had people use before. I don't like to use it. I never use it even. I hear this word. Uh, for those who don't understand it, I will try and translate. Lisodene. The big eye. That is desecrating the Lord himself. Be careful what you say about who God is. Use your mouth wisely. Hallelujah. Which leads me to the second aspect of God's all-knowing nature. Is that God has perfect knowledge. His knowledge does not have loopholes. He knows everything about everything. Isaiah 40 and verse 13 that I read earlier on says this. Who has directed the spirit of the Lord or as his counselor has taught him? With whom did he take counsel and who instructed him and taught him in the path of justice? Who taught him knowledge and showed him the way of understanding? When you read the word knowledge and this definition in the Bible, the, script, the Bible tells us, not the Bible, dictionary. The dictionary says knowledge is familiarity, awareness, or understanding that has been gained through study or experience. Science that is being greatly acclaimed today, or scientists that are being greatly acclaimed today, had to study and acquire knowledge and keep researching and refining their knowledge. 
And science, by the way, is simply the study of God's creation. Everything that science reveals as true is a revelation of the brilliance of who God is. Now there's a fuss about AI, AI, everywhere AI. Look, technology is advancing, but technology will never come close to who God is. AI is simply fed with information. AI cannot generate new information. No, it simply works on what is given to it. But not the almighty God. He is the creator of all things who has perfect knowledge of everything. He knows everything about everything and there is nothing that he does not know about. He knows everything about science, everything about biology, he knows everything about physics, he knows everything about math. He knows everything about everything. I was in IT before he denied me the privilege of continuing. There was a season in our life where in our office, our systems shut down and for about a week, we failed to sort it out. We brought experts and everyone to come and they failed. I remember with my boss, we walked into the, our office that day and held hands and said, God, you know what the problem is. So, open our eyes. In the next three hours, what didn't solve in two weeks was solved. God knows even about IT. Praise God. You see, Job 12, 13 or 13, 12 says this, wisdom belongs to God. Understanding are his. Only God has true wisdom. Only God has true understanding. God knows everything about everything. He knows what's visible, what's invisible. He knows the past, present, and future. He knows all things that concern life and creation. He knows every star in the heavens. Science tells us that there are galaxies upon galaxies and stars upon stars, trillions of trillions of trillions of quadrillions of stars, and Psalm 147, 4 says this, he knows every star by name. Wow. Not even one of them falls down without him knowing. Scientists are still discovering that there are more galaxies. Psalm 139 says this, put it up for me. It says this, you have searched me, Lord. You know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. God knows everything about you. And he has perfect knowledge of everything about you. God does not need to do research on you. We fear the devil so much. He does not know as much as you think he knows. He is so limited. I'll say this to you. The devil is not at war with God. He's at war with you. <laughs> you know, I love this because the Bible says in, in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2 that, that, that God, if the enemy knew that killing Jesus was meant, meant his destruction, he wouldn't have. That shows you how limited he is. In fact, the Bible says he moves back and forth to try and figure out whom to devour. 
That means he does research. Not our God. He has perfect knowledge of all things. God knows all truth because it's truth. Everything emanates from him. He's the source of all knowledge. And you see, this is the thing. You could be sitting here and wondering, okay, yeah, God knows all things. How does that work and apply to me? This is how it applies. Hosea 4, 6 says, it's my people perish for lack of knowledge. In the Proverbs, it says this. It says that, 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 that where there is no prophetic revelation, people cast off restraint. In other words, they live carelessly. So what God is saying to us, this all-knowing God, whose knowledge is all perfect, he invites us to seek him that he might help us live a life based on his revelation. Jeremiah 29 and 13. Normally we quote on 11, but 13 says this. Seek me and you shall find me when you seek me with all your heart. In 33 and verse 3, it says this. Call unto me and I will, and I will answer you and I will show you unsearchable things. In other words, God wants you and I to live and serve him from a place of revelation. He wants you to live with true guidance and direction. He wants you to live with purpose. Therefore, you have to seek his face. So, because he is perfect in knowledge, you must come to the place where you seek him with everything you have. Because your life depends on what God says. That's why Jesus said this, man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the wealth of God. Let your life be led and guided by the knowledge that God reveals to you. Not by what some man has said, no, but what God has said. And the truth is this, we are getting spoiled as Christians. There's nothing wrong with coming to your pastors for the word of God. But God is saying it's about time you sit down at his feet and did what you need to do. Read his word, stay in prayer, be in that place. When you come to me, let me just confirm what God has already said to you. Live by God's revelation. Mm, Pastor James, prophesy. No, 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 no. You find out from the Lord himself. That is why men are being fleeced. You're being deceived because you're not seeking God for yourself. He wants to reveal to you answer. That this call is on you, really. So seek him with all your heart. Get to know what his will is. Get to know what his plan is. Don't plan apart from the Lord. Plan with the Lord. Amen? Amen. The final aspect of the all-knowing nature of God is that God is all-wise. He is. Wisdom is described as knowing how to apply the knowledge you have. Wisdom is also uh, 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 defined as true moral uprightness when you read the scriptures. And so when we say that God is all wise, what we're really saying is that God is not merely a database of information. But God in his ability is able to masterfully and skillfully apply what he knows to achieve his intended purpose and plan. That is why the scriptures say, all the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how deep they are, unsearchable, impossible to be known. 
Let, let me just give you like, like, like a clue to the wisdom of God. Because the wisdom of God is, is His ability to put all things together perfectly. Go to the story of creation. In Proverbs, in Proverbs chapter 3, and it should be verse 19, it says, By wisdom, God founded the earth. By understanding, He set it on its course. Now, I want you to just, let's stay in the story of creation. When, if you did biology, you remember biology, right? When plants breathe, they inhale what? They inhale what? Carbon dioxide, right? When they excel, what do they excel? Oxygen. When you breathe, what do you inhale? Oxygen. What, what do you excel? You can see that in the wisdom of God, he created his universe and the world to be self-sustaining. The moment you take one aspect out, chaos. That is why if you live in a place which is closed off and there is no oxygen going into your system, what happens? You die. Why do you think there are deserts? It's not because the sun is too hot. It's because people cut down trees. Why do you think Kampala floods? It's because we have built in swamps. God created swamps to be the breathers of the lake. His ecosystem is so designed that it should self-sustain. He created an ecosystem for mankind, man and woman. The moment you confuse that ecosystem, there is chaos. When you say man lies with man and woman lies with woman, there's brokenness in our homes. Because his ecosystem doesn't allow for that. Because he is the all-wise God. So why do you try to make him look like he's foolish? The Bible tells me that his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. As high as the heavens are above, he has so far his thoughts and his ways from our ways. His wisdom is past understanding and researching. There is one I want to read for you. In 1 Corinthians. In chapter 1 verse 18 it reads and says, The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are headed for destruction. But we who are being saved know it is the very power of God. As the scripture says, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and discard the intelligence of the intelligent. So where does this leave philosophers, scholars and the world's brilliant debaters? God has made the wisdom of this world look foolish. Since God in his wisdom saw that it was that the world would never know him through human wisdom. He has used our foolish preaching to save those who believe. It is foolish to the Jews who ask for signs from heaven and it is foolish to the Greeks who seek human wisdom. So when we preach that Christ was crucified, the Jews are offended and the Gentiles say it's all nonsense. But to those called by God to salvation, both Jews and Gentiles, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. In other words, God has intended it and purposed it that only through Jesus, only through the message of the cross, can people surely find eternal life. And many try to reason that. When you try to reason that, you will miss out on what God has in store for us. We have to simply believe. 
the message of the cross is foolishness. Because God's, I I didn't even read for you, it says that the wisdom of God is greater, the foolishness of God is greater than the wisdom of all men. So God wasn't being foolish when he sent Jesus. And Brian alluded to you already. Our own doings could not save us. Our own doings could not open the door for us. Our deeds are as filthy like rats. In our own human wisdom and understanding, when we try to work for salvation, we will miss eternal life. So God has put it in his wisdom, in his plan, and in his purpose that the only way for eternal life is through the person of Jesus. And you have to believe the message of the cross. And listen, friends. Proverbs says this, 3, 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. Friends, don't depend on human wisdom to access eternal life. Don't depend on human wisdom to go to heaven. Don't depend on that. Trust in God today. God bless you. Thank you for listening. We hope this encourages you to step into the new. Tune in next time as we delve into the Word of God. For comments and feedback or counseling, Write to connect at watertochurch.com.